Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Cubs on Tap. I'm your host tonight, Joey Ricotta at Joey Knows Nothing. I am joined by the one and only Nick at Nick underscore on tap. You can find us at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S on tap. And we are part of the On Tap Sports Network, one of two official Cubs podcasts here at ontapsportsnet.com, along with the Dingers Boys Dingers podcast at Dinger Cubs on Twitter. Go ahead and check them out as well. Here to talk about a Barnhart burner, Nick. Uh, 10 to 1 defeat tonight, losing the series. No sweep for you, said the Mets. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I'm not even really up in arms about it. Just not really, but how are you doing, Nick? What are your what are your thoughts about this this game tonight? Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, doing similarly. Uh, yeah, you know, it'd be happier with the sweep, obviously. But two out of three with a hot Mets team, it was a good home series overall. So, I'm like you. I'm not up in arms about it. Um, just would have liked to see a better finish, but overall, I'm happy. Yeah, you know, uh, and that brings me to. Kyle Hendricks, I guess. That's kind of why I'm happy. It's, I know, not a great outing, right? I mean, it was kind of to be expected, I guess. Or we didn't really know what to expect. Um, He didn't quite give you five innings. Went out there, pitched. He had 86 pitches he got up to. Five runs, three of them earned. Um, Some bad luck there, though, I think. A little bit of bad luck mixed in there. I don't know. What were your thoughts on Hendricks's performance tonight? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's obviously not a sexy stat line, uh, but overall, you know, I'm happy to have Hendricks back. It was great to see him back out there, and that changeup, that just gets me so excited. Uh, That is a filthy pitch for him. And to see that stuff still working and still playing now, um, I'll be honest, I I was really worried, like, how he would look tonight, and I thought, it was possible he could go out there and get really shook up in the first, but he held his composure, um, worked around some things, all things considered. I thought it was a great outing. I mean, the stat line, like we said, it's not great um, if you just look at the line, but he looked good. Yeah, that's kind of my main takeaway too, I think. I mean, his his line here is a whole four and a third, six hits, five runs, three earned, couple walks, five Ks. Really had the strikeout pitch uh moving around and then he got guys to two strikes and you know Hendricks it seems like he's always that guy in the first inning he has a little bit of a a shakeup or just if he can get through that first inning he's a lot like Marcus Stroman that way but even more extreme the first inning difficulties that we've seen you know at least over the last couple years um the guy has not been good the last couple years I mean like a four I think the minimum or like the lowest ERA he's had was like 4.7 or something to finish the season, 4.470 ERA. Um, But at the same time, we know how good he can be, and the velo seems like it's back up, which for Hendricks is still not like super high or anything. But I think it does mean something, and I could tell to me – I don't know about you, but to me it seemed like a lot of the awkward swings that he was getting and the way that he was just – where he was throwing the pitches. Like, I didn't think the location was that far off. You know, it wasn't like he was really struggling with a ton of command or control. Like, maybe not as fine as he'd want to be, of course. 
Um, but first game back, first game pitching since July 5th of last season, you know, missing the final three months of the year and then going through this driveline style of a, of a offseason program, throwing program to kind of rebuild and retool, not only get the shoulder right after uh, the tear, but to kind of build some more velocity and build more strength. And I thought that, like you said, with the changeup, I thought that changeup was really good. And another thing that I saw that really stuck out to me was he didn't really throw that many curveballs. Um, he only threw, I think it was five curveballs, which turned out to be like, you know, 6% of his pitches, which um, last season and the year before that, he was up around 11 to 12% uh, average per game or average um, usage, pitch usage for that curveball. So I don't know if that's something to really look into too deeply, but I'm kind of watching that. Um, called strikes plus whiffs, um, about half of those pitches, or actually 60% of them were called strikes plus whiffs on the curveball. So it wasn't like it was a terrible pitch for him. But I don't know, man. I just – some of those bleeders, right? Like you got Jeff McNeil, little little, little half swing – you know, like trying to chop down a tree, it just just floats the bat out there, and and you got a base hit, Alonzo's hit. That one wasn't anything special. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what we dealt with tonight, Nick. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of bad luck. Um, it seemed like all things were going against the Cubs, and uh, like I said, you'd be a lot more upset about this if the first two didn't go well. Um, so it, it wasn't that awful feeling you get as a Cubs fan, especially as of late, because um, it has been refreshing to see good games and, and uh, good all-around baseball. But tonight it just wasn't there for the Cubs. I mean, there were some bright spots, honestly. We have the Dansby home run. There were some other good things that happened. But for Hendricks, it seemed like he had a lot of bad luck against him. Yeah, for sure. And, I, you know, and that's kind of one of those things where – it, I guess it's nice to just see him get the pitch count up at this point. Uh, you know, 82 was the highest he got it um, in his rehab appearances, and 86 here. That's cool to see. I mean, Ross, obviously, I don't know why. Um, it, I don't think they were going to try to stretch him out too far, but I know he said they mentioned on the broadcast too, like Ross said there was no limit or whatever. And, I mean, to me, I would have probably capped it at, like 80 because even though you're at 82 in the minors, we know the pressure cooker when you get to the big leagues, like it's a little different. And I know Hendricks is calm. Cool. He's a veteran. He's 33. He's the professor. He doesn't show any emotion, but still to me, I would have been like at, at this juncture in this type of game, when you're trailing, I probably would have been okay with like 80, but nonetheless, I mean, still good to see Mr. Mr. Hendo, the professor, back in action, man. So, with that said, I think Nick's – you freezing up over there or is that my internet? It might – oh. Might have been me. I don't know. Oh, okay. I just saw your face disappear and I didn't hear you. <laughs> but <laughs> did you have another thought on that, Nick? I was just going to say, um, Hendrix, he's a guy that can give you some innings, and I think we desperately need that. So – I'm hoping that he can just stay sharp and settle through some innings. Yeah, we'll have to see. You know, like I, it can't be much worse than JMO at this point, really. Exactly. And That's what I was thinking. Exactly. Hundred percent. 
And okay, if he's going to do this, if he can give you five, you know, I remember I, I was listening to uh, Ron and Juice the other night talking about, you know, if he can give you those five innings, maybe two runs, that sort of thing. Yeah, that would have been awesome. We didn't quite get that. He didn't even make it to the fifth or make it through the fifth. Um, but the Mets are a good team. You know, we talked about that pre-show. The Mets are two out of three all day, baby, all day. You'll take that against the Mets. It's just – I guess you probably wanted a sweep here because of how awful they had been coming into this home stretch, you know? Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, I think that would have been a real momentum swinger. Um, but you saw some great things and mainly guys that were hot are staying hot. Um, so that's important to keep going through, keep the momentum going on as we uh, go on our road trip here. Yeah. I mean, well, we still have, you know, We've got the the Reds here coming up, uh, the weekend series, Memorial Day weekend. I will be there Saturday. I believe Ron will be there Sunday. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think we have the Rays, actually, um, for is it three. Yeah, I think it's three games at home. And then um, – but so a little bit of a stretch here. Maybe we could take advantage of – the Reds got some good young pitching, though. I mean, they're not going to be an easy team to kind of – to just get rid of here and i don't know man i some of the bats have kind of cooled off here a little bit too that i'm a little worried about like wisdom i mean he, when's the last time you've seen him do really anything um talkman i don't i don't know i mean when he came up and got, didn't get a hit in that like two out it was a two out bases loaded situation i think i'm like holy shit man he left four guys on base tonight the only real thing positive wise on offense tonight was the dansby bomb which kept the cubs from getting shut out they still haven't been shut out this year and uh let's see say a suzuki i thought suzuki's at bats look really good um two for three for him with a walk um outside of that not a whole lot for horner horner was fine one for three with a walk um Mervis, dude, like he's kind of. I'm not gonna get on him about like what are you thinking right now with when it comes to Matt Mervis? I know he's in the developing stage very much. Yeah, yeah, and he is in the developing stage. Uh, you got to give him some time. You got to give him some patience here. Um, you just gotta wonder at what point is his confidence gonna start to get damaged, and that's really what you gotta watch out for in a young player. Um, but he's had some tough spots. Uh, he's come up in some tough situations. Uh, I think the pressure has built onto him, um, but I'm hoping that he can just shed this away and start to just put the ball in play. When he hits the ball, he hits it very hard. Um, so just to, you know, get some hard singles, get maybe some ropes down the line, get some doubles, um, try to get out of this funk of just nothingness. And uh, I think I think he will. Uh, it's just. Young players, you've got to give them that patience and that time. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seemed that way where – now, I'm not looking at any of the stats from the minors that from when he first started to when he really started to tear up each level uh, after his promotions. But I feel like, if I'm remembering this right, he kind of was a little bit slower to start out in AAA too, and then he took off. Like, he just absolutely took off. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for here. Um, 
I, I do think like just watching him, it seems like he's flying open just a, he's flying open just a little too much. Like that, you know, it's clear to me why they're throwing him so many breaking balls because he's just he's way out ahead of everything. He's trying to he's very aggressive right now to try to hunt for a fastball. And to me, you know, I was listening to obviously Ron and Juice do the show the other night, and they were talking about like you liking him down in the lineup a little bit more where he's like in that nine hole today. He was in the seven hole, um, you know, so not really a ton of protection behind him with wisdom who has been really struggling lately. Um, obviously teams are aware of trends and things of that nature. You know, wisdom can hurt you though. So maybe they'd still consider that a protection spot. I don't know. I, at this point, I don't really, but, um, the only issue I have against him hitting in like a nine spot to, as Juice put it, like buy more fastballs, I, for his development's sake, I don't really want that. Like I, I actually want him to face these curveballs right now. Like I, I want him to just go straight for it, nose in there. And, yeah, confidence-wise, that makes a ton of sense, and it would help our lineup, honestly. If he's at, if he's at that nine spot or wherever and he gets protection from the top of the order or something like that, that would really help our lineup, help the production, help his confidence, which is big. Don't get me wrong. That's a huge part of this. But I kind of want him to fight through this adversity a little bit and just and see more of those breaking pitches because if, if you can't figure that out and make the adjustments – I mean, like, eventually when you get moved up in the lineup, it's going to be the same type of thing, right? And I, I, I want to see him battle through that. And maybe he does need to go back down for a little bit. But I don't really – I think we're too early to say that. At least I am. I don't know about you, Nick. Yeah, I, th- I still think it's too early to say that. And, and I find that very interesting. I mean, leaving him there to face those curveballs and just keep, keep, you know, trying to change the way his approach is. Um, because he's not going to get the fastballs. Uh, team ha- teams have the technology now. They know exactly your, all your stats, everything going into it. They have the report on you. Um, so he's not going to get the fastball until he starts to show that he can lay off the breaking wall. Uh, and if he's flying open, like you said, it's a telltale sign for a pitcher. Just throw one in there, and that's a, an easy spot there. So I, I think it's too early to send him down. Um, the nine spot, I'm also like – I don't think I'm there yet either. I'd like to see him stay towards the seven still. um, And that's fine with me. Uh, But the nine spot, not yet. Yeah. I mean, and I guess I just really, I really don't have like a preference of where he's at. Like, it's not, it's not like I'm saying I don't want him to hit ninth. It's just more about the, I would want him to kind of fight through this. That's all. And I, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. So I, I like what you're saying there. I think, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think he will make the adjustments though. He's too talented. He's ter- torn up every level where, yeah, some guys get to the big leagues and they can't figure it out. But like, this is not the hitter that he looked like in the mind. He just did. He wasn't doing this really, you know. So, um, yeah, I think he will figure it out. I guess the rest of the lineup though, I'm. The, oh, the one, the other bad thing that happened tonight, which I mean, a ten to one loss is bad enough as it is, but Christopher Morel's hitting streak is over, and that sucks. Yeah, that that definitely sucks. He he had uh, 
not a great game tonight. I mean, uh, he went over right completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. They had yeah, one K, so, over four with a K, and a couple yeah. left on. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought he had a couple left on as well. Um, you know, it's gonna happen. You can't be Superman all the time, but I think he's gonna he's gonna find it. He's way too talented to just put that up all the time. Yeah, no doubt. I I don't know about you, but I was a little bit pissed off later on in the game when I was thinking about the situation that Talkman came up with two outs and the bases loaded. I'm like, fuck. Morell's hitting behind Talkman. You're going lefty righty. I get it, but like, why? Like, Morell should be up there in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I saw the lineup today and went, why is Morell behind Talkman? I don't like that at all. I think he should be. Definitely ahead of Talkman. I mean, not that Talkman's been doing terrible. He hasn't been doing terrible, really. Um, tonight, that's rough. You can't you can't just leave bases loaded like that. And that was uh, also a non-competitive at-bat as well. So just hate Oof. that as well. I mean, it's almost like just looking at the lineup. Yeah, you have Master Boney hitting – well, he w- wasn't hitting second. He came in the game late. But you've had that – at one point and i mean like it's almost like they're trying to balance out ross is trying to balance out like good hitting good right now and hitting bad right now like every other and not to say talkman's been bad because he hasn't been bad but tonight he wasn't good yeah and i mean he's not proven like he's you know like he's not a proven commodity but i mean i guess when you have Saya, then you have talkman then you have morell that same line of thinking could be, well, Morell is going to give Talkman some protection, so maybe that opens the door. You know, like like we were talking about with Mervis hitting maybe nine with the protection. protection. The, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that could be that thought process, I guess. But, I mean, I guess, I don't know. We're, we're, we're getting kind of nitpicky order-wise, but, I mean, yeah. it's just it kind of bothers you every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like to be more aggressive, you know, Get your guys, your big guys up there towards the top of the lineup, have more opportunities. But yeah, I think it is a little nitpicky. And overall, if if that's exactly the protection type of deal, I could see it. So yeah, we'll have to see what the what the lineup looks like tomorrow. Um when they had the broadcast up. See, I hate looking up like, oh, what's the pitching matchup for tomorrow? You know, like I, I hate doing that because, like, I never go to the best spot to do that, even though I play fantasy baseball and I have to know, like, who has a two-star week and, like, all this for, like, the most points in your lineup. But I hate – I just don't have a good layout for it for whatever reason. So it takes me 10 fucking years, and everybody else probably has a way better layout. Um, but with that said, they put up, like, a graphic, and they had uh, the pitching matchup. So we'll talk about that a little bit. With the Reds, um, I don't know. Wrap up thoughts on this game. I mean, Rucker gave up some runs. We had, you know, the bullpen was whatever. We yeah, and then yeah, we I found mean, our closer maybe. So. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what I was gonna say. I think out of everything today in this game is we found our closer. Tucker has saved a spot, perhaps on the roster, completely <laughs> solidified. He is the closer moving forward. I mean, it was a little rough at first, but. He really he shut it down. I mean, just pop ups, beautiful. Dude, thirty nine mile per hour, cheese straight cheddar. My beautiful. God, 
He was making him look nasty. I think Miguel Amaya needs needs to learn how to pitch in order to get a promotion. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's what needs to happen. Miguel Amaya, I'm sorry, you're just gonna be in triple A forever because you can't pitch. Yeah, Tokyo's got you beat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, man, this was obviously it was a stinker. It was very much a stinker. We're gonna keep this show kind of short, I guess, tonight, because like we said, we're not you know, you even said, yeah, I'm not really all up in arms about it. It's two out of three. And it's hard to take away much. Like Cookie Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco, he was pretty good tonight. It's pretty good. He he was pretty good. And I was worried about him coming into the series. He's not doing well this year. But against the Cubs, I just had a feeling that he was going to look real good. And he, and he did. And the wind was blowing in. Um, so that's part of it. But still, he, he looked real good. And Cubs had no small ball any kind either no they they had nothing it was it was dansby homer cutting it through the wind and that was about it and yeah, he you know that one that was a fucking shot dude yeah because that yeah. you know like you said the wind blowing in that should not be i mean that got up there it wasn't like a just barely over the basket or into the basket like that yeah. was he put a charge in that one and yeah he smoked it that's cool to see obviously the polar bear got a hold of one too Against the Cubs, so second yeah. of the series for him. Rough times, rough times for the Cubs and the polar bear. Yeah, and I, dude, a guy I really wanted the Cubs to go after this offseason, or like I was on board with, and I know he got a crazy amount of money, maybe not worth what he got, but like he's on base all the fucking time. He's kind of a nuisance that way. He sprints it after a walk to first base. Uh, Brandon Nimmo. Like yeah, Brandon Nimmo. He's annoying, but he's really fucking good. He is really fucking good. Yeah, that is a guy that you would love to have. I mean, that would be an embarrassment of riches at that point if you could get Brandon Nimmo. That would be awesome. But yeah. Cubs, I mean, that's that's a big ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially because they filled it with that center field with Ballinger. So I mean, yeah. I, and I'm cool with that. I like that. A yeah, lot. it turned out to be okay, but it was a question mark. I mean, and Brandon Nimmo is not a question mark. He is, he's a guy that definitely is is very good, and definitely, like you said, a nuisance. He just gets on and just causes havoc, puts pressure on the game, gets runs scored and batted in all around. He's a good player. Yeah, and like I, I actually kind of like that part in the game where they were talking about the no hesitation and like not relying on your base runner, especially when the ball's hitting the right center field gap. And I'm like, yeah, there's no. I mean, he's he was not looking. He's still going for three, even in that situation where the game's basically like he didn't need it to get a triple there. Like that's just a guy yeah, still playing hard. Three right out. Of, he knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. He's fast. Right out of the gates, dude. But yeah, um, yeah. Final thoughts, man. Final thoughts on this game, anyways. Like, what was there anything yeah, that stood out? You're, otherwise, you're gonna have these. You're gonna have these. The wind was blowing in. Um, Taylor McGregor said it felt like 30 degrees or like 35 degrees. So it did, it did seem kind of like colder than. Um, it wasn't like a hot day where the ball's gonna be flying out or anything like that. So you're gonna have these games. Um, it makes it a lot better that you took two out of three because. It wasn't going to be an easy task against these. They were pretty hot coming in, I think. So it wasn't going to be an easy task. So two out of three, I'm happy with. And I think you just keep the series winning happening. Was when you win series, very, very good things happen. So that's my final thoughts. 
Yeah, man. We'll just keep the good times rolling. Let's get two out of three every single series, and you got a you got a playoff okay. team. <laughs> like, yeah, literally, got a playoff team. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of about it from that game. So we'll look ahead to the Red Series uh, Friday night. Or wait, what time is the game on Friday? Is is it a night game? I don't even know what time. It should be at one twenty, I think, because it's a Friday. Yeah, but it's one twenty. Yeah, one twenty. Okay. So one twenty, we got Justin Steele, balls of steel, up against the flame throwing Hunter Green. Um, and then Saturday we have Jameson Tyon, whose start was pushed back from tonight uh, to make room for Kyle Hendricks to pitch tonight. He will pitch Saturday. I'll be at that game. Damn, it would have been nice to see Hendricks on Saturday instead, but they wanted to keep him on that five-day. I get it. Um, Brandon Williamson will pitch, it looks like, on Saturday. And then uh, Drew Smiley against Graham Ashcraft, Arts and Crafts, Graham, on Sunday. So, I I mean, tough pitching staff you got to deal with here, or tough starters. At least Ashcraft's been really solid for the – well – He's had some ups and downs at least lately, but um, youngsters like Hunter Green, like he can power past you. He'll make some mistakes, but very good stuff. And then the Cubs have two of their three best pitching in this series. So uh, what are your thoughts on this upcoming Red Series? Yeah, yeah. Definitely look to be aggressive against Hunter Green. Um, I think you hunt that fastball early in the count. Um, so stay aggressive on him. Steel hopefully gives you some more of just what he provides, which is just shut down shit and just nothing through. So um, I think another good quality start from Steel would be fantastic. Let's get a crooked number up on the board. Um, hopefully it's a little bit warmer. I think it's supposed to be. So should be the ball should be flying out. Hopefully it is. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they stay aggressive on green. Yeah, I don't know exactly like temps, but if I – I feel like this is – it is supposed to be a little bit warmer, I think, but this is like one of the colder Memorial Day weekends yeah. I can remember. Like, is it Memorial Day weekend? I remember umping tournaments out, out at – you know, out here locally, umping the kids, and it was, you know, 100 degrees out there with humidity, <laughs> and you're dying, and you're all dizzy, and there's gnats flying in your water cup, and you're like you're trying to pour it over your hat when you're taking them or your mask when you're taking your equipment off between innings, and you still have to drink your your water that's not even cold anymore, and there's a gnat in it, and you're just trying to get extra protein. Like, <laughs> why, why is it so cold this time of year? I don't, I don't know. I don't get it either. But yeah, it's definitely colder than it was last year. Um, for sure. And it, and it seems like every year it gets colder and colder throughout spring and summertime. It's like, what the hell is happening? We're losing all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just weather changing. I don't know, man. And I think hopefully the, the weather's changing with this Cubs team, like two out of three, take that all day long good to the vibes. bank. Yep. Keep the good vibes going. Um, trying to think, oh yeah. Fly the W pick. Who do you got? Who do you got, Nick? Is it a pitcher? Is it a hitter? Who you got in the series? Well, yeah, Steele would be definitely the easy piece um, right there to go with. But I think I'm going to go with Seiya. I really liked his at-bats tonight. I think that he could provide some real power Friday. I love it. That was my pick this last series. You went with Morel. Both were good yeah. picks. Yeah, yeah, Morel worked out. 
on Sunday's show. We did one on the Sunday show we did. Um, for Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, did, 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 uh, say uh, what happened on Tuesday? Why can I not, like, my memory sucks. Who did I, what on Tuesday? Morell hit one out. On Morell Tuesday. did well Tuesday. Yeah, Morell hit a homer. Say, uh, didn't he have a double? I think he had a double. Why do I feel like he hit a homer on Tuesday, too? Did he? I he thought he did. Well, because like I was saying this would be a good game to good series because he's probably faced Sanga overseas. Yeah, he hit one on Tuesday. Say I hit one on Tuesday. Yeah, Both of did. our guys hit one on there we Tuesday. Go. We 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 had the easy pick, so but uh so you're going with Saya for this series. Um I don't know what to do. Uh you know what? I, somebody who's due right now, like not due in a sense of like he hasn't been doing anything because he'll still take his walks and still, um, you know, get on base a ton at least. And not not crazy clip right now, but even though his average has been lower lately, I think it, Ian Happ's about ready to like if if it starts warming up just a little bit at Wrigley, Ian Happ's pretty much due in my opinion. Scott's like in here it. in the comments. Uh, what are you saying about Mervis Morrell over four home runs in the series? All right. Yeah. yeah. Is wait, is that the is that the prediction? So he's saying over four home runs in this red series. All right. I mean, hey. Combined, yeah. Maybe. I'll take it. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll take that. All day I want to see Mervis hit one. Yeah, I do. I want to see Mervis hit one for sure. That I do too, man. The, that would be a not a risky fly that I'll be a pick, but kind of like a not as easy of a, a grab there. I think he hit one Tuesday too, right? Mervis. Yeah, it was those three guys. Yeah. It was yeah. Mervis. And like he has been it's just he ups and downs with him. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's ups and downs right now. It's not like he it's not like he's been awful, god awful, or anything like that. No, no, no. So I don't mean to sound like that, especially earlier in the show, but um, it's just little things. Like I, I'm maybe I'm watching him a little bit like a microscope more than some of the other guys because I'm so eager to see how this thing progresses, and I'm probably speeding him up. <laughs> like you know, like his timeline—that's not the timeline we should be really on. But here we are. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that overall he's going to turn around. Like you said, he's not, he's not the guy that he's showing right now. He's a much better baseball player at all, all the levels he's been at. He's torn it up. He's going to figure it out soon. This is just an adjustment period. And what we have to remember is the league adjusts too, and it adjusts quicker every single year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, with that said, at least the, the bullpen wasn't overly taxed this series because you you did have the off day on monday you got some solid work yesterday of course with stroman so you didn't have to use lighter you didn't have to use uh alzelide tonight you know a couple of those mainstay guys you know you did use uh assad you used rucker and you used everyday hughes and then you used barnhart so sorry we can't use barnhart tomorrow i think he's oh burned. no so, what are we gonna do? Yeah, I don't know who's gonna get the ninth there. Yeah, it's between him or Lighter at this point. We'll, right. we'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, he might have some competition there. Lighter, Lighter might have some competition. You're right. 
But no, man, I I'm looking forward to this Red Series. It's going to be great to be back out at Wrigley Field because it's been far too long. I have not had a chance to make um, many games this year. I think I only made one at this point. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. That was opening day. Scott's asking, did you talk about the Mets crying about Stroh show? No, we did not talk about that. Thank you, Scott. Thanks. The Scott. Mets, yes. I mean, fuck them for getting all up in arms about you know what? And it was probably the guy that I was talking high about. It was probably Brandon Nimmo or somebody like that. Because he played with, you know, who who else did he? There were some guys that aren't on the team anymore. Not all these guys were on the team with Strowman, so it might have been somebody that didn't like him or something, didn't get along with him. I'm thinking maybe like a Nimmo who seems kind of like that teacher's pet, you know, <laughs> type of dude. I, I don't like turns his homework in early, like never cheats, just looking out for the cheaters in the classroom, you know, like it might have been Nimmo. I, I don't know. Seems, I, I think you're on to something there. I could also see McNeil as well, for sure. Uh, Either way, some bitch shit right there. I mean, come on. The Stroh Show is going to do what he does. Do what he does, baby. Do what he does. I honestly think, like, and, and like, was that real or not? That could have been just some false, stupid report. Because it's like, who gives a shit? Are you not allowed to have fun? Okay, is it because he was, like, looking at that dugout, kind of, like, pointing to himself? Like, because he kind of did do that. I saw that towards the end when he walked off after the double play, but still, still weak, weak. Hit, Just hit go better. out there and hit. Yeah, hit. Yeah, right. You got dominated. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. I mean, so, we could take the other side of things and go, did we fire up the Mets a little too much because of tonight? <laughs> did they, yeah. Right? You could. You could say that. Could. <laughs> uh, and look at the going. dudes who did damage, too. It was those three. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck, that's what happened. Damn it. That's exactly what happened. It's better to lay low. It's better to lay low, Cubs fans. Yeah, we're just gonna rip. Holy shit, dude. Oh yeah, that was Tuesday night. I was still I was looking at Tuesday's box scores. I'm an idiot. Uh, I saw the Blue Jays 20 to 1. And I'm like, again? <laughs> okay, no. But uh yeah, I just got a little excited there. Oh, one other thing too. Madrigal was the move. Uh got sent down to triple A in order to call up. Hendricks for the start. So any thoughts on that? I was, I wasn't completely shocked, but I was, I think it's necessary. Um, it's just not providing what you need. And he's kind of become a black hole in the lineup. So it's, it's a necessary move. Um, I wouldn't want to see anyone else go down. Uh, I think that was definitely the move that needed to be done. Yeah, I I mean, I really have no problem with it at all. Like, I didn't even blink an eye when I saw it. I just know that that's something that people are gravitating towards as far as news goes because of the trade, because of the prospect status that he carried as far as, like, you know, uh, first-round pick, you know, right there. But the guy had a 62. I'm look, I just had to look it up while you are talking. 62 WRC+. plus. That's... 38% below league average. That's that's not good. Yeah, you don't want that. And not when you have other options that provide something better. I mean, if he's your only option, then okay. But that's not, it's not the case at all. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm good with it. <laughs> I'm totally yeah. good with it. Master Boney actually like puts in some decent at bats and like, com- I mean, if you're gonna have somebody that's, I, I mean, yeah, I want to see what Master Boney can do at this point. I I don't really care. I mean, I know you want to build Magical's value, but he's not playing every day. He's he plays pretty solid third base defense. Don't get me wrong, but he's a contact hitter that will maybe never hit a, another home run again. But has he even ever hit a home run in the majors? No, okay, yeah, with the Sox, I think he had two. Um, nonetheless, it feels like he hasn't. I don't know, man. I yeah, I just it doesn't bother me whatsoever. If there's an injury, you want to call him back up or something, or at some point you want to call him back up because of a trade, whatever. That's fine too. But the guy realistically has no everyday playing time future for. A team like the Cubs. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you 100% on that. So, with that said, Nick, I hope our fly the W picks hit. I hope they win at both the games that we'll be at. Um, and hope they win tomorrow. Let's get a sweep. Let's get a sweep, yeah. even though the Mets said no sweep for you this time. Um, yeah, final thoughts before we – Go ahead and head out head on out of here. Yeah, I mean, let's try it again against the Reds. Let's go get that sweep. Um division's starting to get people are starting to turn shit around in that division. I'd like to see us take it over. So just it starts with series sweeps, series wins. Just keep on going. I'm gonna go ahead and look at the standings real quick before we wrap this thing up. Okay, so four and a half games back at this point. It's doable, man. Oh, it's very doable. It's doable. Like we were saying the other night. I mean, this is not this is not a division where you're out of it. Unless Milwaukee really turns it on. I mean, the Cardinals put themselves in such a hole that of course they're not out of it. No. Because they're only a half game back now of the Cubs and they've heated it up. They're, they're playing better, yeah. It's scary. Fuck them. But but it's like they're yeah fuck them but they're not gonna they're not gonna run away with this division at this point because of the yeah. hole they put themselves in. So exactly. I think just beat up on your division. So sweep out the Reds, get rid of them. I'm sorry, Nick Kirby. Sorry, sorry you guys over there. Love you guys at uh, the late Reds show. But uh, yeah, I hope we kick your ass and the Rays after that. So. With that said, just want to remind everybody we are uh, Cubs on Tap, part of the On Tap Sports Network. Go to ontapsportsnet.com to check out all your Chicago sports needs. Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, Bats, Golf, even the White Sox. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys caught the golf show that we did, but we talked about me and Jack went over some things. I got to shout out that show. I have to. Because uh, I'm on that show, so um, yeah. we're looking for more people to, to tune in. Lately, it's been we've been kind of on a heater, uh, at least starting to get there. Um, both took down an outright with Brooks Kepka, but obviously we're mainly focused on the Cubs over here. So on this end, definitely go to Cubbies on Tap on Twitter. That's at Cubbies on Tap. Go ahead and check out the other podcast uh, of OnTapSportsNet.com called dingers the chicago cubs podcast at dinger cubs on twitter and go follow all the guys over there uh make sure you're following ron at loose on tap juice at juice on tap uh bulls guy rob 
Nick is at Nick underscore on tap. I am at Joey knows nothing. Nick, what do you say we get on out of here? The only way that we know how to do every single time. Fuck those boring ass Cardinals. And let's go Cubs.